the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome back to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. This is episode 85, NBA Finals, Game 6. As always, joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, going to be an interesting one. Could be a closeout game. Game 6, Clay, and no Scott Foster tonight. Going to be a wild one. I expected Scott Foster. I would have put him at like minus 1,000 to beat the ref tonight. <laughs> maybe, the, uh, maybe the NBA is saying something to us here. Uh, how you doing today? Doing great, dude. And uh, game six, you're right. Is this the game six clay moment we've been waiting for? 28 points he's been averaging in game sixes over the course of his NBA Finals career. So um, this is going to be uh, this is going to be an interesting one. And yeah, with Scott Foster not on the horn, I don't know, man. This could be uh, this this could be a Warriors in six here. Uh, I'd be interested to see it, but I hope it's not. I still have a seven to one ticket open for Warriors in seven that I'm uh, holding on for dear life. But I think there's a couple angles that I'll still can get on the Boston side here in, in the event that it, it winds up uh, getting out of hand in, in a live betting situation. Would you, well, let's start here then. So you have a seven to one ticket out there for the Warriors to win in seven. Is there any interest on your behalf to bet the Warriors money line tonight? Plus plus one forty is a hedge. Yes. Warriors money line is, is certainly a hedge. Um, I'm definitely going to try to do that live betting because I do, I, I think I might be able to get a better price because I do like the Boston Celtics in the first quarter. Um, or even in the first half, I haven't. I, I got to get back into the to see if I like the first half line. I think it was at one and a half last I looked, but um, I think that's certainly a hedge. And then also, um, if the Celtics do win, I could also hedge. You know, I would imagine that there would probably be around four point dogs going into Game Seven at Chase. I think that is also a nice middle ground that I could probably do as well. So a lot of options available to you right now. First quarter for the Celtics minus one and a half, minus one fifteen at BetMGM. First half, well. First half minus three and a half Boston plus a hundred. Ooh, that is Ooh. very very odd number. Total there one hundred six and a half money line for the first half minus one seventy five, minus uh minus one sixty first quarter money line for Boston. Yeah, I'd probably lay the juice on the minus one sixty. Avoid the spread there. Um, I do like the Boston Celtics team total over twenty seven and a half points. Um, I saw like late last night they were offering that at plus odds at some books uh, as low as even. So. Um, with Boston, I think that this is the game that they get up for. I mean, they, they have no choice right now. They're 3-0 in elimination games um, in this postseason. They're battle-tested. I think that they'll try to cut down on the turnovers, at least initially. And they've always been – a throughout this series, they've always been good in the first quarter, uh, minus one game, and that was game five where they completely uh, shit the bed. But, you know, four out of five, they've gone over 27 and a half. So I think that that's actually a pretty pretty small margin considering that they're going to come out aggressive. I expect that Jalen Brown is going to be attacking the rim, getting trying to get those easy shots by the rim um, because that was what proved to be successful in their wins in this series thus far. And if you look at the numbers, Jalen Brown's is averaging the most points in the first quarter, uh, eight, and uh, Jason Tatum as well at eight. So you know if those two guys can step up, this is where they want to do it: get active and get get active early and take that early out lead and, and see how the the game progresses thereafter. What adjustments you have to make. All right, first quarter, Boston Celtics. Uh, BetMGM has a 27.5 minus 120 to the over, 28.5 plus 110, 29.5 plus 140. So maybe some interesting angles there if you think the Boston Celtics are going to come out hot. Uh, In terms of the game in general, so spread, Boston minus, sorry, Boston minus 3.5, minus 115, total 209.5, Boston minus 165 on the money line. 
from a live betting perspective, given your seven to one ticket out there for a game seven for the Warriors, I know you said you wanted to live bet it. Wait, maybe grab a money line in the Warriors late, but the spread is also interesting because it creates a really nice middle for you if that happens. What's kind right. of like the number at which? So this happened last game, but teams that are favored that cover. No, no, no. It's not that. It's whichever team wins is 60-0 and 1 is going to cover. So that's above 6. So are you looking for a number above 6 on the Warriors live and then potentially you want to get in for maybe some sort of middle there? Yeah, I think 6 sounds like the right number there. Um, And you're right. So, you know, if if it gets to – yeah, I think 6 is probably the limit that I would draw to it because the other thing that I I really love is the Warriors third quarter. I'm going to go back to the well on that one. Because, you know, the only time that they didn't hit it was in game five. And, uh, you know, they lost the, I think the point differentials by 11 points in the third. But if you look at the course of the series, even with that 11 point loss in the third quarter, the Warriors are still dominating by 38 points in that quarter. So I think Steve Kerr has, has proven that he's the guy that makes the adjustments at halftime. Um, and Steph Curry, that's the second best scoring quarter other than the first quarter. So um, after a guy just shot 0 for 9 for the first time in his like playoff career, um, from three point range, like I've already watched the videos, like Steve or um, Steph Curry is already warming up to like Johnny Gill shooting threes, like getting into his rhythm. He just feels like it's going to be like one of those Steph games where he's just going to make up for it. Um, so I think that the Warriors are certainly live in this game. My seven to one doesn't want them to be, but I think there's a very good chance that the Warriors could take care of business here. This is where the veteran leadership and the experience kind of takes takes shape. Uh, and we definitely saw that in game five, that the experience really yeah. paid off, especially into the fourth quarter. Obviously, Andrew Wiggins playing like a maniac. Uh, in terms of the you- three-pointers for Steph, sorry, let's get to Steph, uh, Steph four and a half three-pointers tonight, minus 115 over under both ways. Uh, so obviously, it's down from the five and a half it was set at before, but which side are you kind of leaning on there? Uh, that's interesting. Four and a half. I kind of lean to actually going to Clay. He's at three and a half, which I think is... Uh, somebody that I want to bank on because in the last three games, he seems like he's really found his stroke. Um, but if I had to lean, I'd probably lean. Oh man. Yeah, it's tough. I'm going to go on. I'm going to go under on four and a half. I, I, I still feel like they're going to try to, to get out and, and close out as much as they can. Um, because they had a shot once again, they just didn't, they, t- they didn't take care of the ball in game five. If they do that, I think Boston can, can definitely stay in this game. It's kind of hard to imagine you lose a game where Steph Curry plays so poorly. Like, so that's really a shot to Andrew Wiggins. I was going to ask you, did you yeah. buy any MVP Wiggins uh, shares? No, I did not. And I still don't believe in it. And I still believe that if the Warriors <laughs> win one yeah, game four, Game four is an iconic Steph game. We talked about it. It might be the best game that Steph has ever played. Right. So couple that with he's been awesome in four of the five games thus far. And the fact that this is a legacy award. This is a lifetime achievement award. I don't think there's any chance that Wiggins can win. It would take a like, and it's not like Steph is an unlikable guy. Like sort of situation. Like, well, fuck hard. Like give it to someone else. But Everyone and their mother loves Steph Curry. There's no reason not to give it to the guy. So, no, right. I, I can't get behind Wiggins unless he had, like, like whatever Giannis did in game six last year, what he had, like, 50 and 20. Like, if, if Wiggins had a game like that, sure, but that's yeah. just not yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, no, 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 I didn't do it because as, as well as Wiggins is playing, there's always going to be role players that have uh, an extreme impact on the outcome uh, besides whoever ends up getting that MVP. Like, I'm sure you could easily have – considered Scottie Pippen in certain situations or, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant in some situations when he was playing with Shaq. So um, 
there's always going to be the unheralded heroes. And I think Andrew Wiggins is really, he's just increasing the, his value, you know, once he, you know, gets out of this season and, and on to the next one. I mean, I think he could definitely secure a serious bag here from the way that he's been playing in the NBA finals. Okay. So one of the things that I wanted to bring up was, so it seemed like in game five that beyond Steph struggling, he wasn't getting the same shots and the Boston was doing a really good job of trapping him, getting him high. They were right. absolutely no drops on defense against him. And I'm assuming that's something that they will try to do again in game six. I'm wondering what the Steve Kerr, Steph Curry counter is to that and whether they're going to design an offense for him to get more shots, coming off more screens, running around, maybe more corner threes. Or do you think he becomes more of a distributor early, try to get him off his back, and then they you know, let him shoot threes later in the game? Because I'm wondering if Steph Curry assists 5.5 minus 105 over is a really nice play tonight given the way that they want to play defense. Yeah, and that worked for for game five. And I think you're right. I think it's more of the latter of them playing more pick and roll with Steph um, so he can hunt his matchups. You know, they can send the screen, especially when you have someone like Otto Porter out there. You know, Steve Kerr did make the adjustments in moving Kevon Looney to the bench, which I think has worked out pretty well um, because I think he can still come off the bench and still give you a lot of high energy and protect that paint and, and, and clean the glass a little bit there. But I think when you have Otto Porter out there, if you send that that high screen and roll, if they don't, if they decide to, to cover with Steph, he drops it off really easily, and you got Otto Porter there for a three pointer. So I think that that sets up really well for the Warriors role players um, if they if they do run up run, running more pick and roll versus off the ball, where it's actually kind of wear out Steph a little bit more, right? He's gonna have to fight through more screens. They'll be more physical with him, kind of tugging on him. Um, you know, I think that's where the playoff basketball really kind of wears on you. And, you know, he's been great defensively as well. So I think you could probably save a little bit of energy with him and also get others involved if he's in that pick and roll action. And I, I do like the over five and a half assists. I think that's a great call. All right. Interesting on that. Uh, one of the things that interests me the most in this series, we talked about, I think, after game three, was we thought that Steve Kerr may have been out of chess moves and he had to show his hand first. Yeah. I am amazed at how many different variations of like just these little tweaks have made such a big difference in the series. Like putting in Bielitsa, man, like he's had a couple of moments that there were just enough moments that he was it was worthy for, for him to play. And, you know, I think benching Kevon Looney to me was a very interesting move that he still he leads the the series in plus minus like he's him and Robert Williams are actually the most important players on the floor defensively for both teams. And, you know, I think this is going to be a good Robert Williams game. I, I think he's you know, with all the media talking about how much he's going through to actually play in these games, it's it's actually pretty amazing. Um, but he's been spectacular uh, for this defense. And, you know, I think he's really risen to the occasion here. And this is all going to come down to, like, I think Robert Williams is going to play his game. Marcus Smart will be solid. He might, you know, chuck up some ill-advised shots here and there, but that's who My Marcus favorite. Is. Well, you Wait, know it's my favorite. <laughs> but, you know, ultimately, I think that this is where the stars are born, right? This is going to have to be the Tatum-Jalen Brown game where they both step up or otherwise this is going to be uh this is going to be curtains and I'm wearing black just in case, you know what I mean? So I, I think we, I might have to be going out tonight in the Bay. If, uh, if the Warriors pull this out, uh, it's going to be spicy in the Bay. If they win for sure. Uh, Robert Williams over under eight and a half rebounds plus one Oh five towards the over. And in terms of his points for tonight, uh, eight and a half points also plus one ten to the over. So you kind of like both of those, both the plus money. Yeah, I'd actually, yeah, I'd venture, I'd put them both together actually at 16 and a half. I think that that's, uh, that's a good play. Um, you know, when he's, I think he's averaging uh, 18 and a half points and rebounds over the course of um, the last three games. And 
you know, he's gone over in five of seven versus Golden State this season. So when he's gotten minutes and you best believe he's going to be getting minutes here because they're going to need his defense and um, and just his presence on the court there. So I think he's if he's if he can get uh, north of 25 minutes, I think that this is going to be a really strong, really strong over here. Okay, 16 and a half minus 110 towards the over on the points plus rebound combo stat. Very, very interesting. Uh, you know what? Why don't we go through this and then maybe some more player props. I'm going to throw up our daily dozen props for today, and maybe we'll run Let's through a it. couple of those. All right. Uh, here we go. Jason Tatum, total points, 27 and a half. Oh, I wish it was 26 and a half. Under. So 27 and a half at BetMGM over minus 125 juiced up. Uh, I I took the under. Uh, Steph Curry total made threes. We talked about that. We're both on the under slightly, but we think it'll probably end up being four. Yep. Jalen Brown total points 23 and a half. I took the under here just because my, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later in terms of best bets, but my point of view is I think this is a Tatum game and then it's a bench guy game. So I think that Grant, Grant Williams, which we'll talk about in a little bit, Derek White, I think those guys are going to have to step up. And if the Celtics are going to win, which I think they're going to tonight, I think it's going to be those guys rather than Brown going for 24, or 25 points tonight. Ooh, that's, I feel like that's just like that, that line is too tight, man. That's sharp. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go over. I think he's going to have 25. For what it's worth, the line now at BetMGM is 24 and a half minus 110 each way. So you are getting a point of value going to the over here. Andrew Wiggins total rebounds seven and a half. He's had 16 and 13 the last two games. Uh, juiced over, I believe BetMGM has this yeah. at minus 150 to the over. So you're going to take the over here? Yeah, I think Wiggins has just been phenomenal on the on the, on the the glass. And it's it's surprising. I gave it out on, um, I believe it was, was I on? I think it was VEASAN. Two games ago, he was plus 475 to be to lead the series in rebounding. And he's doing that right now. So, um, yeah, I wish I I wish I wish more people got in on that on that one. <laughs> I wish I would have, too. I had no idea. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to stay up. But I need to stay up till that uh, 215 Eastern <laughs> yeah, time slot yeah, you just, had on last night. Stay up till 1130, yo. It's all good because everybody's watching at that time. <laughs> uh, well, oh, you know what? I'll hold the thought. I want to know what the NFL season props that you gave out last night on the show were, but uh, yeah. wait one second for that. So Jordan Poole total made threes, one and a half. Over. Clay Thompson total points, 20 and a half. This is now 19 and a half at BetMGM. I, I love the over on this one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I just got to – Clay shows up at certain times, man, and he's he's getting hot at the right time. I'm going to take the over on it. The hedge that I wanted to do uh, against the Celtics was like a game six clay parlay. I'm not a big parlay guy, but the clay Thompson over points plus warriors win as a hedge. I like that. Kind of an interesting angle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his success usually bodes well for the, uh, the entire team there. So if you think it's going to be a clay game, I, I would definitely throw him down on that parlay. Marcus smart total rebounds four and a half, uh, 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 prop which we have bet the shit out of at three and a three half. Three and a half, yeah. But four, four and a half is getting a little dicey. Although I it's, do think, yeah, I think he's going to be really involved tonight. Yeah. Oh man, I, I love that you said that because I was literally going to say the same thing. <laughs> I and he burned me last game. Do we go back to the well here at one more rebound? I'm gonna go under. Can't do it's, it. It's it's tough. It's plus one fifteen at BetMGM. Under is minus one fifty. I something about me thinks maybe it's just because we've gone we've been so successful <laughs> with this, but I really want to bet the over on total rebounds in this one. Uh Wiggins total points 18 and a half. 
Ooh, I'm going to go under on that. I also took the under. I think it's going to be close, though. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I was thinking I was thinking around the 17, 18 range. Kind of exactly where I was. Uh, Al Horf total point nine and a half. This dude's been all over the place, man. Um, I'm going to go over. I think Al Horford has to show up here. I went over also. Steph Curry total turnovers two and a half. This is my favorite bet of the day over smash. Yeah, he's going to get more pressure over. Grant Williams total points four and a half. I also took the over here. I think there's he's going to have to be involved tonight one way or another. They're successful when he is involved. So uh, who does that come at the detriment of? <sighs> maybe it's a little bit of Al Horford, maybe a little bit of Robert Williams, just because they got to give him some time off. But four and a half seems low. I'd also be curious about his three pointers. Um, I think they've been juiced pretty. I mean, they've been getting some pretty good odds there at one and a half uh, at plus odds. I'd be curious about that or or his PRA, because uh, he's usually pretty involved when he's on the court from a permanent Great. perspective. Grant Williams, three pointers, 0.5 minus 150 towards the over. Oh, you can and get a then, nice odd on that one. And then PRA for Grant Williams, uh, seven and a half juiced minus 130 to the over. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the over on the points for now. I like four and a half. That, that seems pretty strong. All right. Uh, Draymond Green, total assist, six and a half. Steph's getting five. If Steph gets six, does that leave seven for Dre? Probably. Oh, Draymond's going to be a tough one in this game here. I saw his, his PRA drop to 20 and a half, which is like really appealing. Um, I'm going to go over on Draymond. It's it's that one was really tight for me. I didn't know which way to go. I think I ended up on under, but I think it's probably ended up at like six or seven. Yeah, you're right. All right. Uh, okay. NFL season props. Just give me the ones that you bet quickly and then we'll move on to best bets for tonight. Yeah, so the first one, uh, I'm loving Derek Carr, man. I don't, I don't understand uh, why he's. Uh, I believe he's has the fifth shortest odds for to lead the league in passing. But with um, Devontae Adams coming over, obviously, and his rapport with him from college, and then also you have Hunter Renfro, who's just got the bag, and you got a healthy Darren Waller. I think that this is going to be an elite passing attack in a very, very good um, division that's going to have to put points on the board. Um, they do run a lot of 21 personnel. Or I'm expecting them to under Josh McDaniels, but let's not forget Brady did have eight 4,000 yard seasons under his belt under Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator. And uh, Derek Carr's coming off 4,800 last year, and that's without Devontae Adams. I'm intrigued, man. At 10 to 1, uh, I'll definitely sprinkle something on that. I was also looking at Mahomes, who has the same odds at 10 to 1, which is also very intriguing. It's just how much are we accounting for the loss of Tyreek Hill? But I, I think Patrick Mahomes is one of those quarterbacks. It doesn't really matter who the receiver is. He's going to be slinging it. And he doesn't really have that big of a, uh, or at least a reliance on the run um, with Ronald Jones, who's very unappealing and CEH, who's just inconsistent. So um, I think that they're going to be coming out as a pass happy offense. So I like both 10 to one Derek Carr to lead the league in passing as well as Patrick Mahomes. Very interesting. All right. Uh, one other one. Like, one other one I'll throw out there. Oh, it's pretty, yeah. pretty square, but it's the shortest one on there, but it's still nine to one. Jonathan Taylor to lead the league in rushing. The second person to him is Derrick Henry, who's 28 years old, has a shit ton of mileage on his tires, and is coming off a foot injury. Why would I not bet Jonathan Taylor when he got a better quarterback? His offensive line, uh, according to PFF, improved from like 12 last year to 10. Not a, not a huge jump, but still something. He led the league in yards after contact, like 1,400. He led the league in yards per rush 
with light boxes at 6.8 yards per carry. So you figure you had Carson Wentz as your quarterback. Of course, you're going to bring the safety down to help. Now you have Matt Ryan who gets the ball out a little bit quicker. This offense is going to be better with him. I think that they run, they run this kid. They run this case. He's third year in the league. Like he's primed to have another great season. So nine to one, like why not? Is he not the favorite? He is the favorite at nine to one. I'm like, okay, like I'll, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> huh. And a favorite at nine to one. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Never. Yeah. All right. That's a good find. Uh, all right. Let's do predictions for the game. And then you know what? Screw it. I'm giving out my the NBA draft <laughs> thing right now. I, I, I have to do it. So the Orlando magic was favored that they were going to take Jabari Smith. The odds were at minus 300. Jabari Smith's not going number one. It's going to be Chet. 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 Plus 115 to go number one. Jabari Smith plus 130 to go number two. Paolo minus 550 to go number three. He's still going to go number three, even after the Christian Wood trade. I'm pretty sure of that, but we can talk about that in a second. Fourth overall pick. The Sacramento Kings are not going to take Jaden Ivey. It's not going to happen. This is what well, the Kings because he said he doesn't want to play for the Kings. Or is that Keenan? He doesn't want to play for the Kings, and also like yeah, they have they have an irrational love for De'Aaron Fox. They've made trades and not picked players because they love De'Aaron Fox, including not taking Luka goodbye Dacic. Tyrese Halliburton. We don't need you. Like it's all exactly. Good. <laughs> so what do they need? They need a shooter around De'Aaron Fox to pair him with Sabonis and him. So what yeah. are they going to do? Keegan Murray plus one seventy five or Shaden Sharp plus six hundred. Those are going to be the two picks. If they don't trade the pick. Those are going to be the guys who go there. So give me all of that. I'm taking Chet number one. I'm taking Jabari number two. I'm taking Powell number three. And I'm taking one of the two guys at number four. And I'm calling it a day. That's probably all I'm going to gamble on. <laughs> I mean, we're only a week away. Like, yeah, we are only a week away from it. So I got to dig into it more. But I do like Sharp at at four to the Sacramento Kings. That guy's been rising up draft boards. And if you look at his at his uh, combine numbers and just the the measurables that he's been doing, man, like crazy hops, very smooth um definitely like a nice jumper and and i think you're right with his size you pair him as like a true shooting guard next to someone like darren fox and and demonis sabonis i think that that actually gets i don't know it's not making the kings a playoff team in anytime soon but like at least it gets you somewhere more competent to the basketball that they've been playing as of late but i think they're really hurting they're gonna hurt by losing tyrese uh tyrese halliburton like that was still a perplexing trade for me um but then also to to go back to your point of chet at number one I see it. I mean, it's not like Orlando isn't known to be drafting big men, right? Like they gave Wendell Carter Jr. the bag. I think Chet probably projects more as a a four, three, a three or four, kind of like a Kevin Durant mold. Um, even though obviously he's like a lot skinnier and just not Kevin yeah. Durant, but he has a skill set, man. Like, and he's a very tough kid, very nice jumper, can handle the ball. Like, I would actually be really cool. It would be cool to see him with you know that young core that they have there with Jalen Suggs and uh, and Tyrese. Um, and uh, who am I? Who's that? I was other thing. Marco Fultz is coming back. And Cole Anthony will probably be a nice six man. Uh, Jonathan Isaac's probably going to be out of there. He hasn't really been healthy at all. Um, so they're building a nice foundational core. I think Jabari Smith still fits, but yeah. I could see the argument for Chet at number one. I think everyone just wants Chet to go to OKC because it just makes sense. But um, wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if the value of Jabari Smith falls to Oklahoma City, they'll probably take him. And then pa- uh, Paolo Bancaro. To Houston makes more sense even more now because last year they drafted Alper and Singoon. He had flashes of, of being very good. No reason to keep Christian Wood there. You traded him for not that much, but at the same time, I think you're investing in your rebuild. And I think if you get Ben Caro in there as a scorer um, alongside Jalen Green and, and Kevin Porter Jr., you have a nice little foundation there that you can build on. 
Yeah, definitely. I agree with all those points. And I do think I'm just, look, I'm doing exactly what I did for the NFL draft. The smoke is on Chet. I'm going to follow it. I think it's going to happen. And I might as well get in now where the money's at plus money, especially since it's already moved quite a bit. So want to get in. So, so right do you think now, that he has, so you think uh, Aiden Jabari Smith is Aiden Hutchinson right now? Yes. Except for like, this is a week before the Walker Hutchinson thing probably started like a month before, but yeah. Similar. Right. right. All right. Uh, final predictions for tonight's game. Let you have the four first. And if there's any best bet that you have on the board, let me know. Um, I'm going the Celtics team total first quarter over 27 and a half points. I like warriors third quarter money line. Got to go back to the well on that one and player props. I could get down on some Wiggins, 25 and a half points and rebounds, but I do like Robert Williams, 16 and a half points and rebounds, as well as Kevon Looney over six and a half rebounds. I think this is going to be a big re- – I mean, so the under the total is, is interesting to me because that's moved down from like the previous games of 214 yeah. to 210 to 11. I think this is going to be an over. Um, so while I'm expecting more defensive tenacity, um, I, I do think that this is going to be a, a game where the Boston Celtics are going to have to put points on the board to get this done, and the Warriors are going to keep keep up with them, but won't end up. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how the live betting goes, but I don't know that they might be able to pull this one out. I'm praying for this game seven. Give me give me the game seven that we all need. Uh, as you were talking, the total at BetMGM went up from two hundred nine and a half to two ten and a half. So if you want to bet the over, go get that number. Run out of time. Right. Yeah, right now. Uh, I am also going to end up being on the Celtics tonight at minus three and a half, but I am going to hedge that with the Warriors Clay Thompson over parlay. I like that. Uh, which will be probably my only parlay tonight. Uh, other Steph Curry over two and a half turnovers. I'm going to bet that. Grant Williams over four and a half points. I'm going to bet that. And then everything else I will put on the Champions Round Discord with all the rest of our bets. Also, remember. Play Big Board Showdown you have until next Thursday, obviously when the the NBA draft starts, to go play that. It is six positions, two guards, two forwards, two flex positions in a snake draft format. We're going to have tons of good giveaways for that. And I think that's it. So, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Once again, let's go make some money. We'll be back next week to talk about the NBA draft. Unless this goes to a game seven, and I, I might call in the uh, the reliever, for a a Saturday pod or a Sunday morning podcast, even though it's going to be Father's Day and I'm going to be out of town. Screw it. we got to talk about a game seven, right? Dude, I'm probably going to be, I'm going to get my little TikTok outside of the Chase Center. We could do it like, we could do a little stitch. We could stitch ourselves together. I'll just be lit, you know, getting, getting crunk for that, uh, for that game seven. Cause it's definitely going to be, it's going to get active in the Bay, man. Game sevens. We got to make up for that, for the, for the LeBron loss here. So let's get it. Game seven pocket, Henny. Hey, now we're talking. <laughs> it's hey, and it's Father's Day, so I get a pass. So it's all good. Hey, perfect. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh sounds good. We will uh talk to you soon. Good luck with all your bets tonight. And for Dan's sakes, I guess go Celtics, even though I might vomit saying that. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't say it. Can't say it. <laughs> all right, bye.